Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, sponsored by Tech Help Boston. The stories just keep on coming. Thank you so much for listening to the story behind her success. In today's story, we go to Washington, D.C. to talk to a psychic medium. Have you ever been to one? It's pretty amazing. And guess what? I've seen today's guest in action. It was about two or three years ago at a video shoot we were both involved in. And all of a sudden, she said to my videographer, your grandmother is standing right next to you. And the videographer's face just totally went white. It turns out her grandmother had just died. And she was missing her very much because she was about to get married. And she had wanted so badly for her favorite person, her grandmother, to be there. And in that moment, I watched today's guest do her thing, comforting the videographer, repeating what the grandmother was saying from beyond, and everybody was crying, including me. And I knew that someday we would do this interview. Her name is Cheryl Piller. She is the DC medium. Her new book is called Here in Spirit, and it includes answers to commonly asked questions about the everlasting connection between the living and the dead. And this is her story. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me and great to see you again. Take me back to when you first realized that you could see dead people, spirit, I guess that's what you call them, and hear them, how you could communicate with them. Take me back to that day. So most psychic mediums can attest that, you know, the gift comes from a very early age. So I was always having these experiences and sometimes they would come true. Other times I really couldn't validate it because it wasn't like I was going to walk up to you on the street and say, hey, your grandmother's here and she has a message for you because I I don't really like interrupting someone's day. And honestly, I thought people would think I was a little wackadoodle. So it wasn't until I was in a yoga class and all of a sudden my Nana showed up and I thought, oh my God, Nana just died and I just got chills. And So I finished out class and almost not believing that that happened. I go out to the car and my phone was ringing. It was my dad. And I answered the phone. Nana died. And he's like, how did you know? And I said, she visited me at 908. He said, that was the minute she died. So at that moment, I knew I was not making this up. And I decided to take a class. So I became certified as a medium. In fact, it was one of your best friends who encouraged you to get that kind of formal training as a psychic medium. So tell us, what is that training like? So it was really interesting. It was focused mostly on meditation and connecting with myself and trusting myself, trusting my intuition, trusting the messages I receive, and then figuring out what to do with the tools in my toolkit. So what message am I receiving? What does that mean to me? Would that mean to my sitter or my client? And it's a little bit like a game of charades. I had this one client and her grandmother came through. It was really interesting because the symbol her grandmother was showing me looks like she was dealing cards. And she said, nope, not my grandma, next. And I was like, wait, wait, what, what does that really mean to you? And I showed her um, the hand gesture her grandmother was making. And she said, oh, well, that's crocheting. And I said, oh, oh, okay. So it's a little interesting to see what spirit can give you from the other side and how you're able to interpret that. But if I had not trusted the information I was receiving, we would have thought that this wasn't her grandmother and moved on. But I trusted that and stuck with it to figure out what does that symbol mean. 
So you talk about trusting your intuition and your training really was all about being able to trust your own gift. So are there levels of effectiveness as a psychic medium? I guess what I'm saying is, are some better than others? Are some more in touch with themselves and their gift than other people are? That's a great question. And yes, I kind of equate it to running. So we can all run as long as we're physically able to. But if we're passionate about it, enjoy doing it and practice, and that's the key is practice, we can get better at it. Now, I'm never going to be a Kenyan and, you know, run a marathon in four minutes, but I can get better at running. Personally, I don't enjoy it, so I don't really do it. But the same goes with spirit. We can all connect with spirit. We can all connect with our higher self and our intuition, but we need to trust and practice it so that we can get better at it. For example, I use this regularly in my life. I'm a consultant by day and I had a client, Jan, and we worked really closely together, but we weren't connecting and it was causing quite a bit of tension. So I meditated on it and said, asked for guidance on what to do. And I learned she was new to the organization. She was getting a lot of pressure from her leadership to perform and perform immediately. Plus her grandmother had passed. And so she was dealing with quite a bit of grief. So when I understood this from my guides, I asked her to lunch and I spent some time giving time with her, giving her the background of the organization so she can, you know, perform more successfully. And then I also gave her a message from her grandmother who said she was so glad to be the one to raise her and that she misses her immensely. So we connected on that personal level and she knew I had her best intentions at heart. That's fascinating because it shows me that you are also able to use your gift to connect with people in your personal life. How do you prepare to do a reading for somebody? So the first thing I do is say a prayer to Archangel Michael to protect our energy and only allow through spirits and messages and your highest good. Then I'll take a few minutes and meditate I'll connect with my clients, guides and angels and loved ones on the other side and just make sure I have that strong connection and I can feel it energetically in my body. It changes how my body feels. I just have this lighter, more uplifted feeling. That's when I know I'm connected. I just start in with messages. You talk about spirit guides. Do we all have them? We do all have them and it's great. So spirit guide is a person who lives so many lifetimes, they've graduated to become a teacher in the spirit world. So they've lived on earth, they understand what it means to be a human and can connect with us in that way. And we pick them before we come to this planet, before we're born, and they help us on our life path, career, finances, relationships. So it's great to know you have this team around you aside from God and the angels, that can help you on your path. Your book walks through the most commonly asked questions that you get from your clients. Can we do just a couple of them? Sure. The first one is the big question. Is my loved one okay? So without doubt, they're okay. Any pain that they've had during their life, during their passing, is gone, a long-distant memory. Does heaven exist, Cheryl? Absolutely. What they've showed me is heaven is this amazing place. And when they pass over to heaven, our loved ones on the other side create this very comfortable environment. So for example, if I really liked this particular beach, say I was at Myrtle Beach and I really enjoyed Myrtle Beach. When I pass over into heaven, 
I'm walking on the beach and I'm seeing the experiences that I had and that are so meaningful to me throughout my life. And then I'm greeted by my loved ones in spirit. So my grandparents or any other loved ones that have passed before me, welcoming me to heaven. What is a life review? Life review is going through every decision I've made, every experience I've had, and seeing what did that mean? How could I have done that differently? What impact did that have, not only on me, but the people around me? And then what impact did that have on the people around them? Anyone who thinks that they're not making an impact on people or um, influencing people the way they like, it's amazing to see how much you are valued and impact the world. And if you have a life review and your soul is not where it's supposed to be, in your practice, have you learned that spirit comes back around again? Do we have to keep doing this life until we get it right? Yes. Before we come to this earth, we choose what lessons we need to learn. So hopefully we learn those. So for example, one of mine is learning not to be materialistic. So anytime I get money, something happens that that money goes back out the door. So for example, I got a bonus and I was so excited to get this bonus. And the next week, my gutters needed to be replaced. And gosh, it happened to cost about the same amount of money. So mine is to learn about that. I can also flip that and say, you know what? I am being taken care of. If not for that bonus, I wouldn't have had the money to pay for the gutters in my house. So it's that give and take that I think is really important. So I am learning that. I'm continuing to learn that. And I'm telling my guides right now, I've learned it. So can I please have abundance? And <laughs> um, so next life, if they determine and I determine that I hadn't really fully learned that, I get to have the same experience in our next life. So how do we know if our loved ones are around us, Cheryl? Do we just need to watch and listen more carefully? Absolutely. Watch, listen more carefully and trust and feel. A lot of times our loved ones will come around and they'll just be that feeling and you know they're there. Trust that. You'll see that they do things like send a song to you. And this that's my favorite is when there's a song and it doesn't have to be one that you shared or meaningful to each other or the words even there. But if you're hearing a song and you think of, oh, that's my dad, that is your dad being present. That's your dad sending you that song and trying to get you to think about him and letting you know he's around. So then open up that conversation. Our loved ones in spirit are still people. While they're in spirit, they still want to converse with us. So have the conversation. Ask dad, you know, what are you doing today? What can I do? What do I do about this, dad? And the more you have that conversation, the more they'll be able to strengthen their energy and continue to have that. So if, for example, Candy, if you and I were talking and you just stopped responding to me, I would eventually stop talking. I'd stop trying. And the same on their end. If you don't acknowledge their presence and have that conversation, they're not going to be as open and receptive to continuing that. Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. 
These days, more and more people are working from home. When your computer breaks down, you lose business. This is Dave Elmasian, president of TechHelpBoston.com. Our tech experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer. Same day, next day, and weekends too. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted us since 2000. You can trust Tech Help Boston to keep your computer and systems running right. Call 781-484-1265 or visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com. It takes teamwork to put a weekly series like this together. I am so grateful to Jordan Rich and Ken Carberry for giving the story behind her success a home at Chart Productions. And to Dan Tebow, our editor from Fast Twitch Media. JC Valeris at Platinum Circle Media, who handles our social media marketing and so much more. Thank you all for making me look so good. We're talking to Cheryl Piller. She calls herself the DC Medium, and she's the author of the book, here in spirit. Answers to common questions that people have asked her as a psychic medium when their loved ones go on the other side. Do our loved ones come to us in our dreams? Because I think my dad came to me in a dream. Absolutely. That's one of the ways they come because that's when we're most open and vulnerable and available to them. We're not focused on other things. We're not distracted. So it's very easy for them to come to us in our dreams. And so trust that. As you trust that, see the message and feel the love from your loved ones on the other side. Cheryl, when my mother died, I was just a teenager and she died of breast cancer. She was in a coma. And I had just seen her the night before. And the nurses were like, hey, listen, you're really tired. We're going to send you home and get some rest. And she died in the middle of the night. And at that moment... I shot up in my bed. I had this incredible need to get dressed as fast as I can to drive to the hospital to see her. And the phone rings and the doctor says, I'm sorry to tell you, your mom has passed away. You had mentioned a similar story about your Nana and that you had known it. I didn't see her, but I had a sense that I needed to get to her. Does this make sense to you? That's exact experience I had as you described. And knowing that they were saying goodbye at that time was really heartfelt that they chose me to come say goodbye to. And so a lot of people experience this and it's wonderful to experience that last connection, even though that they're on the other side now. Your book is called Here in Spirit and it's dedicated to your parents. So I wondered if you could share just a little bit about your childhood. Where did you grow up and what were the values that your own parents taught you? I grew up in Indiana. My mom was a teacher. She was a home ec teacher. And my dad was in the military. He was a careerist in the Army National Guard. Hmm, what did they teach me? I think pride. And, and I'll also connect this with, with my children and being a mother. And pride in yourself and your accomplishments, but also pride in how your children react. And I remember seeing my parents and they were so prideful of, I was a violinist. And every time I went and did my performance, they would take me to Dairy Queen afterwards. And that would be my reward, which was amazing, right? Who doesn't like Dairy Queen? But they were so proud and would talk about me and my performances and how great it was. And it was really encouraging. So the same thing when I had children, I have uh, two, Colin, who's 19, and Emma, who's 16. And of course, motherhood changes you in so many ways, your body, your priorities, your patience. But 
having that pride for somebody else's accomplishments, for my own child's accomplishments was so fulfilling. Pride in myself, pride in others, and pride in my children is, is one of the values my parents instilled in me and what I see is changed as far as me being a mother. Did your parents believe you when you told them that you thought you had this gift and does it run in the family at all? Yes, it runs in the family. My grandmother and my aunt on my mom's side both were very intuitive and connected with spirit. So when I was receiving these messages, sometimes they would believe me and and other times not. I would say with a skeptical eye. One time I was in high school and I was walking down the hall. All of a sudden I felt like I was stopped by this wall of bricks. And I went, oh my gosh, something happened to Uncle Terry. And so I go to the payphone put my quarter in and um, call my mom. And I said, mom, something's wrong with Uncle Terry. And she's like, no, no, I'm sure we would have heard something. And it would have sounded crazy for me to call and find out what was going on. But for her to call, not so much. So she called and left a message on the answering machine. We get a call back later that night that Uncle Terry was in the hospital and diagnosed with a terminal illness. He died about a year later. So while I hated to be wrong. I was also very astonished and excited that the message I received, I took action on, and it turned out to be valid so that I trusted that. Do you know sometimes more than you want to know? Does some of the stuff that you have to do when you're doing a reading, does it ever scare you? So I mentioned earlier that I asked Archangel Michael to provide only messages and spirits in their highest good. So normally I don't get messages that I shouldn't know. I won't say I was scared, but I would say interrupted one time. It was the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning. I was awoken by a spirit. He was hovering over my face. Some people might be scared by that, but... I was more surprised, I would say. So I said, yes. He said, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. And I I jokingly said, but seriously also, if you're talking to me, you are. He said, no, no, I'm not dead, but people think I am. And I said, well, why do they think you're dead? And they said, he said, well, I was in a plane crash, but I survived. And I said, what's your name? And he told me. So I looked up his name figuring that a plane crash would be something Googleable and that he would be listed in it. And it turned out he was in the plane that hit the Pentagon on 9-11. And so I called him back and I said, this is what happened to you and you are in fact dead. So he had not crossed over to the other side uh, fully. He had not gone into heaven. He was still wandering earth because he didn't believe he had passed. So I had the angels come help him move to the other side so that he could be at peace. It seems to me that you have to be awfully brave sometimes. I would say it's really rewarding. At the same time, it can be very emotional and emotionally draining. All I want is for my clients to heal and feel better about where their loved one is, where their relationship is with their loved one. And that offsets any emotion that I have for them in the trauma that they experienced. So I really enjoy helping them get clarity and closure, but sometimes it does wear on me a little bit. So uh, the other day I had a reading and it was very emotional for everybody. 
and I had to go and take a nap. And I felt much better after, but I had to reset my emotions and, and just send them love. And that helps me heal as well. What is next for you? I know you have a new company. Tell us all about it. Sure. So when I was becoming a medium, I was looking around for a teacher and it was really difficult to find one that I knew I could trust and was reputable. So I took a leap of faith and found one and took classes. But then when I became a certified medium and I wanted to do this professionally, I wanted to start a company. So I did. And that was a little more difficult than I thought as well. There was a lot of sweat and tears in setting it up and the regular care and feeding of a small business. And there were also some skills that I really didn't have and frankly wasn't interested in developing like web development and social media marketing. That's not my background. That's not my interest. So that was the problem that I was passionate about solving. And I started a company called Soul Connects. Soul Connects is this great, unique technology platform that helps connect clients with trusted and reputable holistic practitioners and programs. And then it helps the holistic practitioner with managing and growing their business. So I'm so very excited and proud that Soul Connects is launching this fall. How can listeners reach out to you? DCmedium.com and Cheryl at Soul Connects, S-O-U-L-C-O-N-X. Cheryl, what has been the biggest life lesson for you in your work as a psychic medium? I think the biggest life lesson is relationship. Life is all about relationships. Those relationships don't end when life ends. Life continues on the other side in heaven. You can continue those relationships, yes, in a different form, but you can continue those relationships with your loved ones in spirit. Final question for you, and we ask everyone who is a guest on our show. At this moment and in this chapter in your life, what does success mean to you? My definition of success has changed over time. Initially, I would drive towards a target and only be happy when I achieved it. And then I would be happy for like five minutes and then push myself to the next goal. So it was never enough. I was always striving for more. And while that ambition is important, there was a lot of stress between setting that goal and achieving it. And I really liked what you had in your 16 life lessons candy around baby steps. To me, success is those baby steps. It's celebrating and being grateful for those baby steps and those wins because it shows that you're moving something forward. And as life changes, as it does, that your goal may adjust as well. And that's okay, but you're moving life, moving yourself, into this continuous learning and growth. So success is celebrating the baby steps. Cheryl Piller, author of the book Here in Spirit, the DC medium, psychic medium. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today on the story behind her success. Thank you so much, Candy. Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind, to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyOterry.com. That's C-A-N-D-Y-O-T-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?